Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Just like the first podcast, there are issues in hunting that have two opinions, essentially two sides of the debate. On a previous podcast, you heard Don Kleiner, a longtime outfitter, who is a pro-ban activist when it comes to main Sunday hunting. What does that mean? It means that he is pro the idea that nobody should be hunting on a Sunday. And you can listen to that podcast for his reasons. This podcast is with Jared Borstein. He's the executive director of the Maine Hunters United for Sunday Hunting, i.e. he is pro Sunday hunting. He wants this ban to be removed in the state of Maine and that you should be allowed to hunt on a Sunday two very different camps, one that is good with the idea that there is a ban on Sunday hunting, and one camp that is against it completely, that they want to have the ability to hunt on a Sunday like every other state in the Union. So enjoy this podcast. Remember, if you haven't listened to Don Kleiner's, go back and listen to Don Kleiner's after you finish Jared's. If you liked what we did, Leave us a five-star rating, leave us a review, and reach out to us and let us know via Instagram DM or email info at bloodorigins.com. What other issues could we sort of lay the arguments, lay the facts out on the table objectively and listen to both sides of the debate? So there's a reason why... I started Blood Origins, and that reason is simple, is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting. It brings awareness to, to non-hunters that it's, it's more than just killing animals. How do I start it? Brittany. My name my is... Name. <laughs> Does my hair look okay? It's fantastic. My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. Braxton, <laughs> you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Mm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, 
and a, a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. Hey everybody, this is Cody from the Blood Origins Podcast, joined today by Jared Bornstein. Um, Jared is from Maine, um, reached out to us. And Jared, you are uh, involved or the the leader or the driving force or some part of the uh, Sunday hunting in Maine discussion slash debate. Give us a little background on that. Sure, well... Uh, I guess my official title is, first of all, thanks for having me on the podcast. I know I recently on Instagram and, uh, you know, I really appreciate being on here. I know you guys have a large following and uh, always love to get our message out there. Um, my name is Jared Bornstein and I am the uh, officially the executive director of Maine Hunters United for Sunday Hunting. Um, if you've heard that phrase before, it's because we got our name from Pennsylvania's <laughs> Uh, Hunters United for Sunday Hunting, we, we uh, did a lot of work with them trying to learn from their successes. So um, I also am a, a legislative consultant, which is a fancy euphemism for lobbyist. Um, I represent uh, anywhere from, you know, medical cannabis caregivers to uh, some businesses and some electoral reforms. Um, so that's kind of why I you know, and I'm an avid hunter and fisherman. And so that's kind of why I fell into this role, uh, advocating uh, at a legislative and judicial level for Sunday hunting. Let me, uh, this just hit me. Sometimes things hit me and then I say them out loud and they're, they're a lot stupider um, once they're out in the real world than they were in my brain. But let me give you my um, kind of... Uh, I grew up in Kansas where we could hunt seven days a week and it was never a thing. Um, but my say last five years, um, my internal thoughts on Sunday hunting, um, you know, when you first started to hear about it, you kind of associated it with, or I did, I don't know if there's, this is, this is an opinion of mine that's completely unburdened by data. I have no idea if this is even right, but I'm assuming that at some point in history, certain areas someone in power it tied it back to to the church that 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 was my my thought right that either you should be in church or it's a day of rest um i know i've heard people say that it's a day for the animals to rest i can't possibly believe that these long things actually started and not that that's a insanely horrible idea it's weird but I can't, that's not why it started 60, 70, 80, 100 years ago. It had to be somewhat centered around someone in power either, either thinking your butt should be in church or it should be a day of rest. Is that a fair assessment of, of why the majority of these no hunting on Sundays started? So it's a great question. And what, you know, the real answer to that is there's so much you know, we have so much nuance in our policy today. And when we look back in history, I think we have a, a tendency to oversimplify things. And like what you just said is true, but it's also an oversimplification of like right. Maine. I can talk about Maine's. I only know, I know a lot about Maine Sunday hunting law, but I only know about Maine Sunday, Sunday hunting law. I don't 
Massachusetts is the only one who has one. And I actually, it's, it's probably pretty similar because Maine actually was a part of Massachusetts when this law passed. Um, so it's got, you know, it goes back a really, really long time. The basic origins of it, there was a, it wasn't called a Sunday hunting law. It was called a Sunday law. And the Sunday law had like, you know, we're talking about the, you know, the pilgrims, the dudes with the funny hats who came over on the Mayflower, like that era. And the Puritans had these really wild laws about Sunday. I mean, and they were religious, you know, it's like people don't, you know, people think of when you say religious law. Now we think like first thing that comes to mind is like Sharia law and like the Islamic religion. But like we had those here, too. Like they were like, you could go to jail for doing certain things on Sunday. Um, it wasn't just hunting. It was a whole list. Of stuff. Um, but what happened was in Maine after a while, um, hunting wasn't what it was now. Um, Maine actually, this is a, just to give you an idea of how long ago this was, Maine actually had a, a, a woodland caribou population when Sunday hunting was officially banned. Right. Uh, back in 1883. And the basic reason for it was before that, um, there was like two classes of hunters. There was like the gentleman hunter, um, which kind of like, I guess, what is what we think of now as like a sport. And then there was like a subsistence hunter who was not only living on the meat that he harvested, but was also selling meat and hides to Boston and Toronto in order to like buy the rest of the stuff they needed. And so when Sunday hunting in Maine came around, it wasn't just to keep people in church. It wasn't whatever. The, the basic premise, it, it, it was a class warfare technique, actually, because it was pitting these people who were hunting for subsistence against the gentleman hunters. And if the law was taken, and they basically said that, you know, if you're a hunter and you're a gentleman hunter, you're in church on Sundays. But it wasn't strictly to keep, you know, it was to... It was to kind of try to get away from the, subsist- the subsistence and commercial practice of uh, harvesting animals and more towards like the gentleman side. Like the, the same time they did Sunday hunting, they also instituted bag limits, for example. Like they really, it was like the Wild West in, in Northern Maine. They were shooting like multiple moose and like putting, bringing them out on carriages. And like, yeah, it was pretty wild actually. But sure. And, and so with, with that, true but simplified thought process in my head I, I was not in favor of of any ban of i mean you know to me that's kind if if you took it back to the simplicity of religion um to me that's like the actual i, I think people abuse the hell out of the concept of the separation of church and state it doesn't separation of church and state doesn't mean that people in buildings paid by tax dollars can't pray it means the church or the the state can't use religion solely yeah. to, to to pass laws against everyone, right? Like that's yeah. that's my that's not my perception of it. That's what it really is. That's yeah. That's what and and to me that's it. You know, I I I don't I don't feel like I'm 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 a Christian man that doesn't feel like you, the the closest I can get to God is walking around in the woods. In my opinion, right? That's oh, that's the way I feel about it. Um and. And no matter what day it is, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, having a having a spiritual experience if I'm out in the woods as opposed to something else. So I, I was totally against it. Um, and in fact, with a with a previous organization, 
battled some things against it. But in the last six months, I've had this about Maine specifically. I've had this uh, seed planted in my head. First and foremost, give me a rundown on what the law says on private land in Maine. Because it's a little, it's not your, uh, it's not the way a lot of places are. They're, they're, the responsibility is removed from the hunter, kind of, correct? Yeah. So this is definitely, um, th what you're getting at now is the crux of our problem here. Right now, it's the crux of the op opponent's to Sunday hunting's argument. Um, but what I'll start this little blip by saying is that Sunday hunting in some form is legal in 48 other states. Okay. Maine is not different than 48 other states. Just to get that out there. They will say that Maine is different, but Maine is, Maine's access laws are not so different than New Hampshire or Vermont. Both have Sunday hunting. So we'll just get that out of the way. Maine does have uh, a like a, I think it's called a permissive trespass law, where if the the property, if the property is not like uh, overtly posted, then you can access it. And the reason that Maine has this law is because ninety five percent of our land is privately owned. We don't have a lot of public land here. What we do have is large, like extremely, like larger, like don't quote me on this. I'm not saying this, but like there is a chunk of Maine. That is like uninhabited and it's like probably bigger than Rhode Island. I'm not even lying. It's huge. I mean, it takes hours to drive across. Um, it's called the North Main Woods. And, but that land, it's like, I, people are probably going to someday shoot me for saying this. It's like pseudo public land because like you, you'd never like know whose land, like it's a consortium of, of like lumber companies and you never right. know whose land you're on. And they've all banded together to like put gates, uh, up and you like pay to go on it. It's like pseudo public land. I mean, anybody can go there. You just got to pay to to get on there. And, and there's pieces of land all over the state. I mean, not even far from me here in Skowhegan, there's, you know, paper company land that, um, and so they didn't want, you know, they, that history is much more convoluted and, and there's a lot of, a lot, a lot of nuance around that. But it basically was, uh, I think, a sort of, deal at some point where these paper companies uh aren't are gonna give everybody permission you know what i mean like there's no set way to like figure out whose land you're on and so it's like all right we'll just let them go and if you don't want your land trespassed on post it um and so the the opponents of sunday hunting cite that and they you know say well landowners want one day a week where they don't have to worry about hunters. And I mean, there's so many things that I can say about that. But like the basic thing that I'll say about it is like, you can, in Maine, you could post your land for whatever reason you want. If you don't want, if you don't want people on your land on Sunday, you can post it for Sunday. If you don't want people on your land on Monday, you can post it for Monday. And like that argument to me is not a large enough reason as to why all of Maine shouldn't be able to hunt on Sundays. Like if you have an issue with your own specific land, that's your land to deal with, deal with it. Um, Maine actually has like, uh, you know, it used to be like 10, 15, 20 years ago, a lot of the land was accessible, but it's not like that anymore. And so 
we're struggling with access as it is with posted land. And it's a, you know, at some point it's a trade-off. You get one extra day, you know, you just, all this land's posted, but you get one extra day a week to hunt the spots that you can. That's like where we're at now. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you that prior to the last three minutes of my life, four minutes, however long, um, I kind of, I kind of had some, like if I had four, five, 600 acres in Maine, and I had that one day, um, you know, there's, I still think there's something there, right? Like, I think that's, I don't know, I'm, I'm not taking a side on this. First of all, I don't live in Maine, and I'm a big proponent of those of us in Colorado really don't have it, you know, you guys ought to be able to do your thing and, and, you know, wrestle with each other. I will say that's the only argument for there's basically been three arguments in my life that I've heard. And one, one is the church. One is you people telling me that the animals need a day to rest. Um, I don't think there's any science that, that, that doesn't stick with me in any way. Um, but I will say that I stopped and thought about, um, if I had a chunk of ground in Maine and I was in my mind being cool and not posting it, it would be nice to have that day. Um, and to be fair, I was kind of ready to come on here and, and, uh, kindly and gentlemanly do battle with you about that right up until you said, you know, post put signs up that say stay off my ground on Sundays. And that is, um, a pretty reasonable thing. I know someone's going to argue that you're asking them to, and, and someone's probably worried that this is going to make people just post it just like, just like 24, seven, 365 posted. And there's going to be, there's going to be less access. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I, I, I feel like I'm being a shitty host cause I don't really have a great formulated mindset oh, no, on this. I will say that the private landowners, um, having a day off made me stop and, and think about which side of this thing I would fall on more than any other argument. But, uh, at the same time, I just, the, the part that has always bugged me about Sunday hunting is that guy or gal, that person, that hunter, um, who literally can only make it work two days a week, right? Like I'm yeah. extremely blessed with my work conditions that, and that, you know, kind of any day of the week, I can, I can make a phone call and arrange some things and I, I can go hunting on a Tuesday, but there's a lot of people that can't. Um, and that Sunday thing wipes out 50% of their time, of a lot of people's time in the woods. Um, but I, I, I do see the, if I had 600 acres in Maine and I was letting people, you know, I, I hadn't posted it. I guess what I'm saying is I could see where I might push back on this a little bit. Yeah. And I, listen, I totally understand. Um, you know, one of my neighbors, uh, actually is not currently a neighbor where I used to live. Um, they bought a farm and it came with a bunch of land and he had, uh, he's got like two or three kids or something like that. Um, and he posted all of his land and you know, when he moved there and posted the land, I was kind of like, Oh, that's not cool. 
because you know all the sort of townsfolk used to hunt it um but you know what he did he wrote his name and number on the posting and that that i would rather see a posted sign with a name and number on it than an unposted sign because what i can what i did is like i knew the guy i went to high school with him i went up and i talked to him and i said hey man like just just so you know like i had this uh you know county land right here and you know i might you know, I know you have a post-it sign right there. And, and he's like, oh man, he's like, I'm I just put those up so that I'd know who's in there. And he's like, he's like, you can hunt that any day of the week except for Saturday because Saturday was the day he wanted to be out there. And so if people want to post their land and restrict act, that's all they got to do. Uh, we're not asking for, you know, uh, you know, I don't expect people like in that case, like I totally respect that. I want him to have access to his own land. I want him to be able to take his kids out. That's what it's about. But he respects me enough to know that uh, you know, if, if, if he gets a deer or whatever and gets down, he's got his kid in the woods. Like I'm going to pack up my four wheeler and come help him. Like, that's what the whole thing's about to me. It's, it's about, a it's, you know, um, I have land, I, the, you know, the land I hunt here, it's unposted. I still went and got permission from the guy and I let him know, Hey, you ever need any help? Let me know. And, and I kind of keep a track of, you know, when I'm in the woods, I pick up trash. I let him know anything that goes out. I, I don't think posting is necessarily like the worst thing in the world because, uh, if it's done correctly with their name and number, it can lead to really good hunter landowner relations. And I, I, that's really what we need out of this whole deal. Um, and I think that like the, you know, the thing to understand about Sunday hunting in Maine is that like, just as that landowner has the right to say, I don't want hunting on my land on Sunday, which if our, any of our bills passed or if our lawsuit wins, they still retain that right. We're not taking that right away. Just as he has that right, I also have the right to say, I do want to hunt on my land on Sundays. And so the right works both ways. And the only way for that right to be acknowledged uh, in both directions is to allow some form of Sunday hunting in May. Um, and so just to, be, just to be clear right now, it's zero. It doesn't matter if you own the land. It doesn't matter if anything, nobody hunts on Sunday. shoot a coyote on Sunday. Can't shoot a crow. Can't shoot a porcupine. Yeah. Part of me, part of me, uh, <laughs> like I, 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 I'm kind of, I, I just flip flopped and lot and it, I, I think it's a good thing that I'm settling where I am. Um, but it may make the podcast less. It may make this episode less interesting because I just, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I don't see what the, so what, what else are people saying the justification is I'm trying like hell to be like, I'm trying yeah. like hell to be blood origins and be open-minded and not just jump on one side of this. But what, what's the, what's the legislature saying on why this hasn't just flown through and we can hunt on Sundays in May now? Well, so this is a long question. I'm going to try to do some bullet points that hopefully hit it. Um, I'm going to start off with the base argument that all the other arguments fall back on. This is, uh, you know, that all, all of the stuff that we just talked about, about land, landowners wanting one day a week free from hunters, all the stuff that we're ever going to talk about Sunday hunting, it falls back on the main argument, which is the hunting, the safety of hunting. Okay. It all comes back to people are scared that they're going to get shot. They hear a gunshot. 
it sounds dangerous, it feels dangerous, it's dangerous to them. It's a fear, it's a it's a visceral reaction that they have in their brains. Not me, I'm a hunter. When I hear a gunshot, I go, oh God, I hope they got it. You know, when I hear another one, I'm like, oh good. Like, <laughs> you know, maybe I'll even walk that direction to see if he needs help or whatever. But that's not, that's because I'm a hunter. A normal person who's out, you know, getting wood or ten, uh, tending their garden or doing anything in the woods, they hear a gunshot and, and it's a violent, loud pop and, and it, we... Humans have a fearful reaction to it. We're conditioned for that. So that fear, founded or unfounded, is what's pushing this behind. I mean, some people even say, like, I don't want to hear gunshots on Sunday. Well, like, why? It's because you get that feeling. So let me just give you some statistics about hunting. And this is Maine-centric. I don't know. I mean, I know nationally hunting is very safe, but, you know, I know Maine. In Maine, in the last 30 years, Three non-hunters have died from hunting-related accidents. Three non-hunters. Um, it's like something like in the same time frame, fifteen hunters have died from uh from hunting-related accidents. But those hunting-related accidents are like not most of them aren't getting shot. It's like falling out of tree stands and like four-wheeler accidents. One guy they counted as a as a hunting-related accident. He got a flat tire and went to change his tire and was under the truck and the truck fell on him and he died and they counted it as a hunting related accident. So those numbers are really hard to like, whatever. It, the base number is like three non-hunters have died. Now, if you average out hunting licenses over that 30 years, this is not like data scientific. So like if there's any math wizards out there, like don't, you know, this is a very, this is an oversimplified version. It averages out to about 100,000 licenses sold per year. So in Maine, there's about one non-hunter death for each million licenses sold. Think about that. Right. I mean, that is like one of the safest things. I mean, like boating in Maine, there's like between three and eight annual boating deaths. Like we had 16 pedestrians killed in 2021. There was like 150, just, okay, this is a good one. There was a, uh, I think it was 2015, there was 150 car fatality deaths. And there was 1.5 million registered cars. So for every million registered cars, there was 100 deaths. Right. So hunting, walking in the woods as a non-hunter is 100 times safer than driving your car to work. And, but, we, but, but we're having this discussion with people who are scared of hunters. And it's like, I get it. I truly understand. I see these people. They're not lying. They truly feel like that. The, the difference between the perception and reality is the thing that we're fighting right now. And that is what comes down to, I think, what I emailed you about, about the, you know, the, the, the reality of hunting and like the reality of hunters. We're safe people. We're extremely safe. All, almost all of us are identifying our targets before and what's behind it before we shoot. Many of us are shooting at a tree stands, which behind the target is the ground. Um, people don't understand that. People don't understand that just because they hear a gunshot doesn't mean it was like even within a mile of yeah, that, that portion of it plays into a greater just gun fear. Um, yes. And, and, and it really not to, uh, not to lessen the severity of the highlighted incidents, but really an unfounded gun fear when you start to look at, you know, number of human beings in the United States as compared. And, and I know someone's going to just lambast me on that, but it, 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 I don't know if it's a fear of hunters is this overarching fear of guns um, that's kind of crept into the country in the last 
10 to 15 years that that it, it really to me is like what are you, you're asking for one day like that that's I would I would accept that as an argument to be thrown on the table if you came hard to outlaw hunting the the bridge over to no hunting on Sundays from there is hard for me to step across you know what I mean like you just want you want one seventh of the week to feel safer you know that that part of it um I'm gonna does. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a further uh stick in the spoke of that argument so a lot of the landowners that are arguing this like supposedly I've never actually heard one argue this they do it usually through like groups and stuff these are large companies that don't it's not like a person owning the land it's a corporation right and sometimes they work Saturdays but what are the days they work Monday through Friday. Like they're sometimes there on Saturday. The one day that you never see trucks in the woods or you never see loggers in the woods is Sunday. So right. why does it matter? What like what your people aren't even in the woods? Why do you care? And I the only thing that gets even further is those same companies have land in New Brunswick, New Hampshire, Vermont, Washington State, Oregon, maybe some in Colorado, all states with Sunday hunting. Why does it matter in Maine? Why? I don't nobody has ever articulated that to me to this day. Do they have a responsibility? Like, I've been through, uh, I've bear hunted northern Maine and gone through, like, the little, like you said, it feels like you're going into a national park, but I, I believe yeah. it's actually a timber company employee or contractor that's in the little shed that waves you through or whatever. Yeah. Um, is that, do they not, like, is that person there on Sunday? Because you could still go, you could still go hike there, can't you? Yeah, you can still hike and camp there and do everything. And no, they actually, I, I've never actually, I've, uh, the day, the only day that I went through on a Sunday um, was the day before moose season. And yeah, they were there collecting money on that Sunday. Um, but because all the people were traveling up there for the moose season. But, um, but I've heard that like when it's only birds open and stuff and there's no moose season that they're not there. But yeah, they stand to make money doing it for sure. hundred percent. Yeah, that part of it. I don't, um, we are, for those of you listening, going to have, uh, we, we've invited a person on who is, uh, I should have his name. It would make this conversation better, but I don't remember what it is. But we have invited a a anti-Sunday. We're, we're, we're going to release this episode in two parts. Um, we're recording this one first. So my sentiment right now, um, Jared has done a, I thought I was coming in to make this kind of, uh, you know, hard-hitting expose argument, and I don't think I've got it anymore. I, I, I do, I do understand. If I own 600 acres, um, and it was near an area where it was hunted pretty regularly, you know, where the locals were hunting it, um, I think maybe I'd like my Sunday piece, but I don't want to be the guy that fights that's that won't just get up and post his ground and therefore no one can hunt the north main woods on a sunday as well like that that uh that resonates with me I, i've been against I, I think a lot of people i think a lot of a lot of our decline in hunting not a lot of one of the contributing factors to our decline in hunting in the last 30 years in and 100% in states where you can't hunt on Sundays because Saturday has become youth sports day. 
Yes. Right. Um, and and kid, kids are in school Monday through Friday. Got a soccer game that Lord knows we drove a billion miles chasing soccer and football and basketball and volleyball games when my kids were still in the house. Um, that it, it eliminated Saturday hunting for me. I'm not mad at my children or anything. It was a great part of parenting. Um, but I, I did my hunting on Sundays in Kansas, you know, because I had a job and, and I'm, I, I'm always for access. Um, and now this one time when I thought we need to get on this and talk about this because I have a, a different perspective on it. I think you need to get out and post it. Like you said, what, what's the, what's, what's the tide look like, Jared? Like what, what do you. Um, I know this is a stupid question because you never really know, but it's worth talking about. Maybe I'm a political. You, you, <laughs> you gonna be you gonna be hunting on Sundays next year? Um, if our lawsuit wins, yeah, yeah. Let me just say, uh, you know, I we organized the lawsuit uh, based based on Maine's right to food. I don't know how long we have on this podcast, but that's a you know it's basically a whole other conversation. But um, you know the the basic. The basic principle is that Maine passed a constitutional amendment uh, guaranteeing uh, Mainers the right to to harvest and acquire and produce their own food, and uh, hunting was always a part of that amendment. And um, you know, there's exceptions for poaching and abusing natural resources, and and you know, Sunday hunting like neatly fits into that. Um, and you know, people say, "Well, you jumped the gun and you should have gone to the legislature." I had two bills in the legislature in the same session. Two bills. Um, uh, Sunday hunting uh, bills have been introduced since 1909 in Maine, <laughs> and it's never moved in the legislature. And so, you know, this assertion that, like, well, you know, you didn't try, like, listen, I, like, me, like, and like two other people um, pushed this issue so hard that we had literally had two bills in one le legislative session, which is like rare. Basically, the first one went to a study group and then another bill came out of it. The second bill wasn't very good. Um, but what I could tell you is there is strong, strong support in the legislature for um, a Sunday hunting bill that allows, uh, it allows manners to hunt on their own land on Sundays or land that they have expressed written permission for, okay? Um, it's the most common sense bill. It, it respects all, like, so for example, under this bill, uh, if you own 600 acres in Maine, um, if somebody hunted on your land on Sunday, uh, without written permission from you, they'd be trespassing. They'd be commit, you know, they would be, they'd be in trouble. Um, the pushback that we got from that was twofold from the landowners. They said, well, we don't want to come up with a system to give permission out. It's too burdensome. Okay. Then give blanket permission. Like you currently have. The other one that we had is uh, reverse posting. And this one is more well-intended because it was from people who didn't want um, they didn't want, uh, you know, that posting mechanism to go to the other six days a week, which I do understand. Um, my argument for that has been, and always will be that, you know, currently Sundays are all, if you, you know, using that logic, currently Sundays are all posted. And by opening up some, by opening up private property and written permission, you're increasing access. You're moving towards more access. You're not moving away. Um, and, and I always have a problem with the slippery slope arguments. I cringe every time I hear one. I try not to make them myself, but it's basically saying it's a slippery slope to having those posting laws the rest of the week. 
and that's like assuming like, okay, like, you know, we're all in here arguing for more access. The committee is always trying to get more access. Everybody's always trying to get more access. Why all of a sudden do we think we're going to roll it back? I don't think it's going to get rolled back. I think that the same people who are there protecting our right, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, this, all the, all these organizations, I'm not going to name drop them, but um, they're going to be there tomorrow. They're going to be there the next legislative session. Like all the hunters are there. When hunting gets attacked in Maine, like we show up. Um, I'm not worried about it. And what I am worried about, though, is like you were taught, what I am worried about is I'm worried about my friend, Tyler, who gets put on storm duty and he can't go hunting on Sunday because of it. And he doesn't shoot a deer because of it. And his wife and, 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 and him and their budget line is hurt because they don't get a deer. And I'm worried about, I'm worried about, uh, you know, this kid that I take hunting. Well, I could not take him turkey hunting a single time this year, a single time this year, because he, because I, we didn't have Sunday hunting. Not one time. I could have gotten him two birds easy. And I'm worried that we're not, you know, our license sales are declining in Maine and we're not incentivizing people to get out there and doing it. We're not incentivizing uh, people to make time for it because we're not making time for them. And if we're as an outdoor community, we have to be inclusive. And that includes people with a five to six day work schedule. Because the thing that I know, I went out to Colorado for an elk. And the thing that I noticed between Maine and Colorado, and I don't know if this is true. This is anecdotal. So please correct me if I'm wrong. I've mentioned this like once or twice and nobody's corrected me. So the thing that I noticed in Maine, hunting is a working class activity. The most people in Maine who are hunting are working class. When I went out west, you needed to be able to take a week off to get out in, into the woods, like to get into the Rockies. Um, you needed to have a lot of that time. So it seemed like almost like a, a upper middle class type deal for them. The reality is the people who are hurt most by the Sunday hunting ban are the people who need the meat the most. And they're the people, you know, you know, talk about like, go, go out and figure out, you know, how impactful it is economically to have a, you know, your budget freed up by like 70 to 80 pounds of meat. Go try to buy that at your, what do you got? Kroger's out there. We have Hannaford's here. Go try to buy 80 pounds of meat at Hannaford. Tell me that your winter, but you could go put that into heating oil. Maybe, maybe you could, maybe you could use that on, use that money to make your house more efficient. You know, I'm talking about real economic benefit here. And everybody always thinks, well, they just want to kill animals on Sunday. It's not about that. It's not about killing an animal. It's, you know, it's about enabling folks to be out there with their kids, to be out there with their dad. You know, some of these people, they work. The only time they have to see their dad is when they go out hunting. We want to enable that. We want to make this a family activity. And Sundays help that. Sorry, that's my long uh, soapbox there. No, I, I I agree with all those things. And even, I mean, for me, it's always been a, uh, whether it's written in it, I believe that responsibly utilizing resources is a right. Yes. Right? Like, like all no one's ever going to tell me that I can't use the wood on my little 40 acres that I have here in Colorado to heat my house. Right. Yeah. Like that's a hill that I'll air quotes die on right there. Um, it's, it's, it's my wood. It's a resource. You can't tell. I mean, my 40 acres doesn't look like I use my wood because I use it smartly and, 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 you know, do it responsibly. Um, and while 
there are years because of the draw system that I can't shoot a deer on my 40 acres. Um, and I abide by the law in that realm, you know, because I think it's scientific management of the population. No one's ever going to make a law that I can't if I need to, right? No one's ever going to make a law that's going to stop me, is, is what I'm saying. Right. Um, and so I, I think it's a right. You know, I, I think the states that have put constitutional right to hunt and fish in their state's constitution, which is the main, is it the right to eat? Is that right? Or right, what's to eat. right to eat. Right to food is, is, it's close, right? I mean, it, it doesn't, no one really refers to it as that, but it, it pretty much gives Mainers a constitutional right to hunt and fish, a state constitutional right to hunt nice. and fish. Um, and I don't see an argument where, and I, I promise everyone, I think people that listen will know that once I make a decision, I get pretty mouthy um, defending my position, but I do listen to both sides and I don't just um, always go with the, with the tide on things because I think sometimes there's deeper things to it. Um, and I will com be completely open-minded when I listen to our, our next guest that will uh, take the other side of this, but I'll say right now, and then well, maybe maybe he flips my mind because I, I will listen to him. But I think that I think I hate slippery slope arguments too. But I'm about to make one that that if we don't fight for to maintain and gain access um, to hunt and fish and be in the woods, it's gonna get the woods. And the hunting and the fishing are going to get chipped away. They are. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I'm not saying this is a slippery slope argument. Um, the point in bringing it up is every time there's a there's a chance to fight, to maintain or gain access. I, I, I want to say this too. I'm, a, I'm a, probably on the political spectrum. I'm probably a libertarian. Um, and I very much believe in a man's home is his castle. Um, I There's a better than 50-50 chance that if I had 600 acres in Maine, it'd be posted, right? Like, I'm, I may be that guy. And I definitely respect people's right to do that. My name and phone number would be on it. Um, and depending on any my given situation any year... Um, for sure, any, you know, 14-year-old that rode his bike up to my house would get access. And any dad with his kid or mom with their kid would get access. And then I would contemplate others. But I'm also very much a private landowner rights guy. Uh, sure. But I think Maine has this sweet situation where I think the whole, what, whatever you, I forgot what you call it, the permissive trespass. Is that the yeah, proper term? Like that's a great law for the setup of Maine, right? Yeah. Because there's so much. I've been up there, and I was in bear camp for six days one time, and never once could I have gotten myself to my bear stand or back to the lodge. Never. It would have, I would have just died in the Maine woods and never got found my way out of there. Um, it's huge. And so it's a great law for that, that, that you know, it kind of – while 95% of the state is private, there's actually a crap ton of public access. They're, they're, yeah. they're really, acreage-wise. 
Um, so I'm always going to fight for access. Um, I know I'm beating a dead horse here, but I came into this with you when I hit record and thought I'm going to, I'm going to push back on Jared a little bit here. Um, but I, I think I'm with you. Post it, post it. I definitely like, I would be walking around the Capitol with a sign if I had 600 acres and I couldn't hunt my own. Like that is that's where a lot of people are crazy to me crazy 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 that you randomly pick it and i keep saying 600 acres if i had six acres but the deer got in my garden and 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 you know it i I was busy at work and all i had was a sunday during the season i'd be a pissed off mainer i mean i can i can tell you right now that that would drive me absolutely bananas i don't uh i don't understand it so you you ruined my um, you ruined my lively debate that I thought was coming, Jared, by swaying my opinion right off the bat. What what do you want to close with, man? And, and it's a uh, you know we're not a main exclusive. I don't know. I don't know that we're going to do your cause any good. We're just trying to get people around the country and around the world to think about these issues and how they may someday apply to them. But what's your closing thoughts? Yeah, I mean, again, thank you for having me on here. Um, you know, I. I think that Sunday, you know, the what happened, I'll just be hopefully brief with this. What happened, we filed a lawsuit. Uh, what happened was the attorney general um, basically claimed that hunting was not included in, as a protection, protected activity under the right to food amendment. Um, and uh, that's kind of what you were talking about, where it's like, if we're not vigilant, um, our, our, you know, hunting, just so that you know, I've talked to both the originators of the amendment. I've talked to everybody. Hunting was always, in- it was always included. And, uh, you know, the attorney general kind of messed up that he didn't call and ask somebody and he just, uh, you know, cherry pick some stuff. But, um, you know, we, as hunters, it's a, it's a dual responsibility, right? Like, we have to be here to protect our own interests um, and we have to be here to protect the interests of other hunters. But at the same time, we need to be leading these discussions uh, with compassion and empathy and, and understanding that like, you know, like I talked about with the safety thing that like I can be the safest hunter that I want, but there's these natural reactions that people have to guns and killing and, and, and all of these things that uh, they're, they're, they're allowed to have. Um, people don't grow up with it uh, like, like we did. And, and, you know, I think that beyond Sunday hunting, um, I hope that, you know, listeners of this podcast take away that, like, that all hunting issues are connected. They all boil down to our relationship with non-hunters and that, you know, we need to be stewards and, and representatives, not only of ourselves, but the whole hunting community. And I... Uh, maybe sometimes run afoul of that because I get so passionate and I'm like, I get real mad at our opponents sometimes. And I'm really curious to know who you have on, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's something that my friends check me on and, and I try to check myself on that at the end of the day, you know, the goal is more access and we don't get more access by being mean. Um, and I think that, you know, worldwide that, that sort of virtue holds. And, um, I think that y'all are doing a, a really good job on this podcast of bring, you know, ma- bringing, uh, bringing hunting voices mainstream. And I, I really appreciate that. And I hope that, uh, you have, uh, another opportunity to come out to Maine and, and maybe, uh, 
hunt something other than bear. I hope that you got a bear. Um, but we have a lot of a lot of good stuff to hunt out here. So get that. You know, we got two we got two hundred and ten pound whitetails. You know, so I did. Uh, I so I've been out. Uh, I, I have a friend that's an outfitter out there, and um, I've gone. Uh, his name is Craig Corsi from Grove Hill Outfitters. Well, I don't know him. Uh, Brownville. Brownville. Hi. Yep. Um, and I have, I, I hunted whitetails. I did not get one. Um, had a major fiasco helping friend of mine, um, shot a small buck by horn size. And then we started to drag it out of the woods. And it's a very, it was a very, very big, small horned buck. Cause <laughs> it, we got, it was a, uh, comedy of errors. We ended up walking back over. It was total pitch dark. One of the funniest hunting stories that I ever have is helping one of my best friends in the world drag a whitetail out of the woods in Maine because it was a giant catastrophe. Every not and not injuries or true crisis, but we walked in circles and the deer was way bigger than we thought it was going to be, and the snow was two foot deep and it was chaos. But I love Maine. looked at looked at property in Maine. Um, if my if my, all of my family wasn't in the Midwest, probably would have chose Maine. That's a place that that I love, and uh, the people. Oh, so here. The people are. I I think I don't know how many of them you know carry a card, but I love the. Uh, it's a very the, the the rural Maine is a very libertarian place. Like yes. we don't, you know, you there's nowhere in the world that there's, you know, hippies and and preppers that are that are just do not care right like yep. you do your thing and we're going to do our thing and when you need help we'll help out if not we'll just leave each other alone and that's kind of how, how i think that, that that the world should be in maine is the epitome of that yeah so. that's real maine man i mean it's like uh you know in so many ways like as long as you're not hurting somebody nobody's going to hurt you no matter what you're doing you know so, yeah which is which is kind of uh how i think the world should be we don't have time to you do so much judging of things that there's no victim of that seems crazy yeah. to me. But anyway, man, thanks for your time. Great uh, discussion. Um, and like I said, if you're listening to this on the release date, which is yet to be decided, but when this does come out, what, uh, we're going to drop two episodes in the same day. Um, and I'm going to do my, oh, I want to do my best. I'll, I'll be very open-minded and listen to uh, our next guest coming on who is on the, uh, opposite side of jared on the main sunday hunting so thanks for your time jared thanks cody have a great day well that's it for today appreciate you listening as always leave a review share it with your friends and most importantly do what's right to convey the truth around hunting